captain of Ingog. Akiva's faces his job in GOG with Keeve and Ellie and Zooey. I'm Robbie Freeman, and this is New Girl Old Guy. Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of No Goys, Only Cafilta Fish. I'm your guest host for the week, Robbie Freeman, and joined as always with the new girl, uh, not the new girl, or the old guy, uh, Allie Lasher and Akiva Whitaker. How are you guys doing? Robbie, it's so funny because it's almost become like an inside joke with the podcast that like you were maybe never <laughs> going to get on the podcast to join us. Yeah. I would say that every other guest has been conspiring against me. Um, You've been bumped many this, times, like Matt Damon this is, on Jimmy Kimmel style. Yeah, literally, I think this is my fourth or fifth attempt, and only by the skin of my teeth did I make it onto this one. We haven't um, even finished it yet. It could. We haven't you know, finished it. I, I, I will say that I am still mad at Chester, and I, I, I believe that he is my arch nemesis now because he's the reason that I was originally bumped from my first episode, and I just never forgave him, to be perfectly honest. But is he? Because he has Chester even been on? No, no he's that's never been the on either. That's the that's the insult to injury is that he requested the episode that I had, and that opened up the floodgates to like this wheel of challenging, which I lost <laughs> to the wonderful wonderful Grace Leader, and then I was rescheduled for this reason, and then I was rescheduled because one time I was rescheduled because I'm pretty sure Allie and Keeve booked separately, and Keeve won in the bookings, and that's how I got uh, bumped a different time, but that's not why we're here. I'm excited to finally be here. I'm, I've, got, I've been a fan since day one, and I'm excited to join you guys and be here. We can't really ask you, yeah, why this episode? Why season three, episode nine, longest night ever, originally aired November 19th, 2013? Because I think it was just sort of like next available, right? Is that... it, it was mostly next available, and it was also like, I don't want to go before. I, I want to get that, uh, that, uh, that Rob Sesternino bump. So I was waiting for the audience to be built back up so that I could be here and everyone could hear my wonderful voice. So that's why I came a couple episodes after him. But yeah, it's basically next available. Well, we're happy to have you. Uh, happy New Year, everyone. We, we're not the podcast that can smoothly do this. We're recording this in 2021. 20, uh, Robbie also had to be very flexible where he was like two weeks away from being on the episode. And we were like, psych, we're recording right now, taking advantage of the Gentile holiday season and our availability. But uh, you are hearing this in the new year, which is weird. Yeah. Um, Allie, just because this is kind of my shtick with you at this point, um, did you know that Akiva totally outed you on uh, Rob has, uh, Renap, the podcast that must be named, for ordering Chinese food on the last podcast? You know, Akiva's a piece of shit, but like we already knew that. <laughs> well, it, no, it came up. Rob, Rob was talking about how we shouldn't be eating on the podcast, and I said on NGOG, that's all we. I, I didn't say you were eight at all. In fact, I said we. I said we uh, no. we spend half the episode yeah, uh, no, discussing what to order. Is That's you fine. Kiss the feet of the king. Kiss the that. Ring. No, no. I said I'm trying to. New you know, Year, same key. <laughs> exactly. It was it was really like uh, I had a flash to like a Simpsons episode where uh, President uh, Principal Skinner goes, uh, "Let's let's refer to her as L Simpson." Uh, no, no, that's too obvious. How about Lisa S? And because like he's like one of my podcasters, and then he was like she, and I'm like, you only have one female co-podcaster, so I'm like, you kind of Robbie really, uh, you know, he got he got. Well, look, the, uh, I reference Renap. I just uh, I just got off recording with Akiva and the great mm -hmm. Josh Wiggler on um, post show recaps, and I have to say I didn't bring it up because Josh doesn't like when we fight, but um, <laughs> you did you did. Waste a great plug we have, Rob. You should be selling that, baby. But instead, you were like, and NGOG is back with like a special guest. Okay. Well, I, yeah, I, I've been selling it on, on on my other podcast, but it was also two episodes ago, so I sort of forgot about it. Mm, no, this we was last week. One. You were no last. I oh, listened. I hear you. I hear you. All right, Robbie. Thanks for keeping me in the know. <laughs> I've eyes and ears everywhere here. Yeah, I'm I not thrilled, but I'm not surprised. Lowly. You know, it's like. I can't even say I'm disappointed. It's expected. There's so many narcs out there, and they they all, it's like fourth hand by the time, it's like a game of telephone, and by the you time you hears it. You could just be cool. That's what my dad used to always say when I was like freaking I can't be cool. Be cool. Just be cool, Keeve. Be cool. Be cool. Keeve, I feel that. I can't be cool either, so it's very relatable. <laughs> um, so, Robbie, this isn't your, your number one choice episode. 
the longest sigh no. of all time. Jesus Christ, what was going on there? Did you, did you just deflate? Me? Yeah. I like switch yeah. positions. I'm like lying down. <laughs> he like fully deflated on us. Um, I did okay. Yeah. I was, like, I, 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 I was like wondering I what stomach. that was. <laughs> I, I think someone just I, popped a Kiva. I, it's possible. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Robbie, back to back to you. Um, do you do you like this episode when you or when you were watching it for the podcast? Do you have regrets? This is I, I will say, you haven't listened to the episode that aired last week, but much easier to podcast about this episode than about menus, which we talked about. Yeah, so I actually, I, I uh, the great Ali Lasher once taught me always do your research before you join before you join a podcast. So I made sure to watch last week's episode as well as this week's episode twice, and I listened to a little bit of uh, uh, a crossover podcast with Ali Lasher on my podcast uh, where we talk New Girl. So I'm like fully prepped and ready to go. I chose this episode because I. I I did put a little bit of thought. I wanted to make sure I had a decent episode. And when I like checked this episode, I remember it being good. I'm also, I, I, I dare I say it, I, I disagree with Nicole Sesternino, but um, I'm a huge Coach fan. Uh, so having Coach back in the mix and having him be a little bit more integrated. I remember that his first episode, I hated him when he was back. But I know he just gets better and better in my mind. So I'm a big Coach fan, so excited. I, when I saw Coach was the episode, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Keeve, I'm going to give you a second to think about this. I'm going to ask you if you've evolved on coach at all, because I think we get a very different coach than we did last week. But, Robbie, that's a good place to plug, because we never plug our guest pursuits in the beginning of the show. Why would we introduce you? But I did join you what feels like six years ago. Uh, it was, it was go ahead. December 1st of, of 2020. I, I saw the date. I was shocked that it was that recent. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, wow. Um <laughs> I think your co-host, uh, frequent uh, question asker on the Challenger yes. Hop Up, Jesse, he, I think, uh, was going to propose but had not yet proposed to his girlfriend, now now fiancé, or now wife, yes. have they gotten married? Now fiancé, the, the wedding okay, is in April. Um, uh, since we last spoke, I was a single schlub who, who had never had a girlfriend post-college, and now I'm in a, I've been in a relationship for seven months. So okay, this isn't kickball, really friends. Quickly. We don't really need the update on all of your lives, but the point is... I want is, everyone is, to know I'm bragging about this, Allie. I got to brag to everyone about this. I wish I texted. Um, it's so funny because so you were Ian's camp counselor. I don't know if we've discussed that. Former guest I was. of NGOG. Um, you guys are so similar. I should have written to Akiva and said, Robbie's going to mention his girlfriend on the over-under like 10 minutes in. I so even know, he, he don't tweet about it. I haven't, I haven't seen it, so I guess kudos about that. If you took Thank the you. under, you would have been right. Uh, but no, congratulations all around to Kickball Friends. But we were <laughs> ranking or, or tier listing the characters of New Girl. I don't remember what we would have said about Coach because um, I don't really – I don't know that I have strong feelings about Coach. I'm sort of enjoying this new and, – and frankly, I haven't watched New Girls in the two years that we've started this damn podcast, so I'm, like, forgetting stuff now. I might have to go back on that and start watching ahead. But anyway, Kiwi, what did you think about – so check that out, by the way, if you haven't. It's interesting. It was fun. Kiwi, what, what's your take on Coach, updated take on Coach after this episode? Well, they're doing this weird thing where, like, he's mostly a creep and then he'll, like, redeem himself at the end of the scene. I'm not loving that, but I also, like, I understand they're finding their feet with him. For him, it's, like, his third episode of the show, so I, I'll give Coach more time. But right now, I don't love him, but I, I see that they're still working on, on Coach. It's also a little bit of the Schmidt stuff they do where, like, he does bad things or says bad things, mm -hmm. but then he's got this sort of underlying vulnerability. Like, for Schmidt, it's like, well, I was fat, and people didn't like me, and I don't know what to do with this, whatever. And for Coach, it's like, well, I've just gotten out of this relationship. I don't know how to – I'm acting. This isn't me. And he, like, has this underlying vulnerability. That is definitely a crutch that they're using. I did notice that this episode. It's like, you can't just blame everything on – being broken up with as if he's the only person to ever be in a relationship that ended poorly. Um, so I, I totally agree with, with that analysis. I, I also come in like my, my thing with coach, I come in positively because I am also happy endings fan and I love Damon Wayne jr. So I, I have strong feelings about it, but I, I agree with Keith there. They're still trying to figure things out with him and you can really feel that of like, what is it? Where does he work best? How does he work best with which characters and all that kind of good stuff? The aforementioned uh, Ian added me via text, but it was still an at about how I <laughs> said to Rob that happy endings was not 
strictly necessary. Do you disagree with that? Would you would you say that the busy man, Rob Sesternino, should be watching Happy Endings? I was going to text you, but I was like, I'm going to be on the podcast in two weeks, so I can tell her to her face um, or to her mouth. I don't know what we're doing right now. Um, but, yes, I, I Didn't love that. that. <laughs> I know. That was weird. That was weird. I'm sorry. That was weird. Um, it's weird. I'm, like, talking to a blank screen because we're not on video. It's very confusing. Um, but uh, I, I, dis I disagreed with you there because I, I think Happy Endings is – um, really well done, and I do think that it has a nice like arc of three seasons. Plus, if you're into that the kind of stuff, like you can watch the three seasons, and then you can watch them do like the uh, like the the Pally Fest like reunion episodes, which are like silly and fun. So I'm pro happy endings, and would agree that I think Rob should check it out. I think he'd like it. Okay. It's like funny friends, and it's it's good. I should go. So Ian ended up. Who cares what Ian thinks? But he was like, I agree that like Rob, who watches fifty shows, like doesn't need to watch it. So I like happy endings. If we're back in quarantine and you want to watch it, I'm not anti happy endings. I really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed watching the reunion. And I finished watching the my first watch like right around the same time, so it was like really fresh. But you got to be careful with what you're recommending to to uh, the big guy, you know. Man upstairs. He's not gonna take the wreck. So like the fact that you make the wreck is like not. Not a great look, I think. Yeah, I would say if Nicole likes the show, then he can. Then he it can be a couple's like half hour comedy, banging out twenty minute episodes. There's pros to it. No more Goldberg. Kivi, so. are you are you looking for a, a new couple's uh, half hour comedy? I, I I would need a show that I don't like because we watch like one episode a year max. <laughs> so I would need something that I didn't care that we weren't continuing. Like right. I have these. Sh I have these shows with friend, with one coworker specifically where we call them like um, your delivery food just got ordered and it's like you just need like a sitcom that's like middle of the road and I have I watch like home economics and ghosts and like uh, single parents which are just very mediocre but like enjoyable enough shows where like as you're eating food and you're passively watching they're perfect to watch Happy Endings is better than that but it can be that show if you have not watched it before. Your delivery order just got delivered is uh, this podcast for me. So I don't know that I need a show. <laughs> I really have this whole podcast. But let's let's talk about this episode. Happy to finally have you here, Robbie. Um, what I liked about this episode, again, I got very stressed last week because I found it very difficult to podcast about menus, although I like the episode. Here mm -hmm. we have the A, B, and C story set up immediately in the cold open. Yes. With Jess and Nick's date night, which then ends up not really being uh, a part of it. Uh, Winston's ready to get back out there. Uh, Coach is going to ask Cece out on a date, which, Keeve, I had to twist your arm to guess that last week. Um, <laughs> where do you want to start, Keeve? I'll, I'll, I'll go to you. I think we should sort of take it in parts. You like the Winston story or you like the Cece coach story? Uh, let's start with Winston and build up because I, I think ultimately the Coach Cece Schmidt thing is like where we end. Um, okay. first, I wanted to ask you a question, though. Oh, I forgot the guide. I keep forgetting the goddamn yeah. guide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Keeve, and then ask your question. Maybe the guide should only be for episodes where there's no guests. I don't know. No, I think the guide's a nice starting point. Okay. Um, but right before the, the guide, are you at all familiar with Rona and Beverly? No. I would have to Google it. I don't yeah, even know see, what it, we're talking about. It seems about. like it would be like very up your alley. No pun intended. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess because, uh, well, we could get into it. Basically, um, Coach and Cece go on a date. Uh, you know, Schmidt tries to, you know, he, he basically loses his mind over this. Meanwhile, so Jess and him are on sort of a second, like, you know, type of date thing where they're just hanging out. Uh, Nick, and he, uh, like, loses Ferguson the cat. He's back. We haven't talked about Ferguson in a couple weeks. Um, he, he cat watches him, and he loses him. Uh, bus driver finds him. Winston ends up uh, having some fun with the bus driver. Meanwhile, speaking of having fun, <laughs> the date between Coach and Cece is not going well, and then magically it is going well just in time in this tiny city of Los Angeles for uh, Cece and Coach to be caught by Jess and Schmidt uh, smooching in a dark alley for over a half hour. Wow. So wait, what? I, I've been Googling Ronan Beverly while I've been uh, attentively listening to the digest mm -hmm. or the guide, whatever the yes. hell we're calling this crap. Whatever it is. Um, yeah. but no Google hits. Like, what am I misunderstanding? R O N N A and Beverly, Ron, like Rana. 
But like, is, don't is you that, think that would have come up? Is you that like the birdie? The birdie character is from that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're like two Jewish women that play like older Jewish yentas. Um, they're co-authors of a book called "You'll Do a Little, little Better Next Time: A Guide to Marriage and Remarriage for Jewish Singles." Oh, that um, would be right up my alley. No, I, I, no, <laughs> no. Wow. They're, they're characters. They're like earwolf. Grave. They're earwolf characters um, who've who've been doing this for like a million years. Okay, no hits even on the correct spelling. So I'm very. They have their confused. own. Uh, I'm even. I'm on the wiki. They have their own wiki even. Very, R O N N A. And Beverly. Oh, like Ronan. Okay, I've thought like Ronan, like Pharaoh, like Ronan. So Ronan Beverly. Okay, but they gotta get the SEO right. That if you're googling Ronan Beverly, that should come up anyway. Well, I think it's um, mostly done at this point, but it was a thing for many years. Well, that just means they're not popular enough to like get the misspelling. Uh, SEO. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is pretty niche. Maybe big. after the <laughs> amount of times I've Googled it, it it's helped. So you're talking about Jessica Chaffin? Cha- yeah. Chaffin? Yeah, so I looked her up, and she has a, a scripted podcast coming out in t- 2022, which we are in now, called Self Center with Kim Cattrall and Annalie Ashford, Broadway Them, uh, otherwise probably a who. Um, what do you guys think of sh- scripted podcasts? This has nothing to do with anything, but Hate I don't oh, oh, okay. Well, Fully out. Okay. Wow. Can't wait for the RH, the Renap episode of like Rob and Akiva have a scripted podcast. What do you think? That's, I mean, that's a good script- idea, right? Akiva, uh, uh, well, if you say so, it has to be. Um, <laughs> no, that's, I feel that's, like most that's your true mind. crime podcasts are scripted though. So like if you oh, like true no, crime. You can script, Robbie, you can script what you were saying. I, 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 I think what Ali's referring to here is fictional scripted podcast. Yes, right? that that's a, a okay, great no. edit. Yes. yes. Sorry. Yes. I'm talking about like the new, I think Pally does one where it's like you're acting in Rhett and Link have one. You're an actor, but the medium is podcast. Oh yeah. No interest in that. Zero, <laughs> zero interest in that. Okay. Well check it out. It's released January 13th, <laughs> 2022. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Kim Cattrall's getting a lot of work. Do you think it's a result of Sex in the City? The uh, and just like that, like it was her best decision not coming back because she's getting uh, How I Met Your Father and now this great, potentially great scripted podcast fiction. I mean, it was scripted. probably a lot of money. Like I, I assume it was over money that she's not coming back. But like, what was she gonna get for even like the? I don't think it was low- over money. No, no, she she's got so much money that she straight up hates Sarah Jessica Parker so much. That she can get away with being like, no, I don't want to make ten million dollars for eight episodes of television. It's always about money in Hollywood. Like people will always. No, do this is not about money. money. Like it's, really? it's no. it. No one is saying it's so about SJP money. Even people who want to bring her down. Well, they had a big feud, and then also I think she's just low key. I think she's right. The show is not good. Um, yeah. <laughs> <but> <laughs> I think she just doesn't need to do it, and she doesn't enjoy doing it. Yeah, Imagine like, Akiva being able to say no to something. <laughs> See, your your insults of Kiev are are more subtle, and I appreciate that. And, and Kiev, this is super subtle. Really, really, you couldn't even tell that it was an insult. Well, because it's also it's it's mutual, right? Like, I mean, I guess I the only thing I say no to is Renat, but otherwise, I'm I'm out here, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, if anyone asks me to do a podcast, I'm I'm dying. I, I got a request at nine thirty to do a podcast. I was podcasting with them at nine forty five on a Friday. It was perfect. That's like, very that's Chappelle it. energy. Like Chappelle, <laughs> you could kind of if Chappelle's available, which he is rarely available, but if he is, he will he will help you out and jump on like fifteen seconds before. It's yeah, big Chappelle not? energy. BC. What am I going to do, sit on my couch and watch uh, the seventh hour of television for the day? Like, I can jump on a podcast. Sounds like your healthy relationship is thriving. Okay. Well, she's <laughs> she's with her parents in – well, you brought it up. She's in with her parents in North Carolina, so I'm alone for the holidays. I'm, I'm editing this out of the podcast. Let's get back <laughs> to the show. Um, Winston, like Robbie, is ready to meet a human woman. Um, Kiwi, yeah. how – you have one single friend who I don't think is listening, but I won't say his name. Mm. No, I think only one besides me, but one single mo. Friend. I was about to say I don't even. Um, I don't. I don't think of you as single. <laughs> okay, you think of me as completely <laughs> undateable. It's like nah, it's beyond. Um, would you, for this friend, watch a cat and give a cat its butt pill? 
uh, to, no, to help get that not. single friend back out there. No? Would you of do it for not. me? I would never have a cat that would need a pill You at wouldn't have, like, I, I feel like I wouldn't yeah. be friends with you if, you if you were, like, the type of person who had a cat and also asked people to, like, put things in its butt, you know? Oh, don't add us, cat listeners. <laughs> I feel like we have a lot of cat listeners. Not not cats no, not are listening, but people I just, like, don't cat. ask me to watch your cat, and we'll be fine. I'm anti-cat. I'll say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, like, if you, li- if you live in Israel, like, cats are sort of feral. They're everywhere. So you, you, you like, think of them as, like the, like, the animal that scares you when you open up the garbage can and it, like, jumps out on the street. Which happens do, do people constantly. not have cats in Israel? Is that, like, I think taboo? it's much more of a dog country because of that, but pe- some people do. Interesting. I'm I'm currently fish sitting, and that's the about amount of work I'm willing to do for a friend. I'll fish. I'll fish sit for anybody. Honestly, I'll fish sit for you, Allie. Um, I wouldn't have a fish. I had a fish. It, it, I named it Swimmy. My brother's fish, fish was named Butch, and they both went <laughs> belly up. I think I've told that on that my dad was like running to work and noticed that the fish was belly up and just threw a dish towel over yeah. the bowl because he didn't have time to flush it, and so like. I was like, why is there a dish towel over Swimmy? And I, like, lifted it up and saw it, like, dead, and I was crying. <laughs> That's was it, like, a real fish or, like, a goldfish you got at, like, a school carnival? Oh, yeah, like, my parents are getting me real fish. We had a saltwater tank. No, it was, like, a little <laughs> shitty fish in a bowl that my mom was furious I even brought home, but she couldn't do anything about it. So yeah, of Butch course, and Swimmy. She just, she just waited a week for them to die, and that was the end of it. Yeah, well, then I had to see it. I think that explains a lot, that I revealed my own fish's death to myself. Uh, kind of explains where I'm at. But let's get to Winston and see where he's at. He forgot how to talk to women. Uh, Keeve, you were never single. Robbie, can you sympathize with Winston here, uh, some of his bad plays at the bar, or we're just supposed to feel like he's totally unrelatable uh, bringing up? I wonder if anyone here killed anyone. <laughs> Yeah, that is, like, I don't know how to talk to any human beings level. Like, that is super high level. But I, I can relate to that. Like, you, you go and you try to have a conversation and you make a joke and that person is not into you. So the joke lands extra flat. I, I've, I've been there. So I could really sympathize with Winston on that. I think that's a great um, asterisk that the joke will fall flat more often if they're not into you. Because, like, Missy constantly sends me the meme and claims that I'm the – when they have, like – Anna de Armas and just like other like very attractive women cracking up at their very mediocre men. And it's like the meme is always like, uh, th- like that's me. That's me just like cracking up at these unfunny people. But so that's a good just dating tip. Uh, if they're not laughing, just walk away. But he comes back to the loft and Ferguson is gone. The window's open. This is something you really, I guess you have to think about with a dog, but a dog's not getting up. The window's like pretty high. And quite slanted at the opening, Keeve. I feel like it's suspicious that a cat even got out. Also, is the fourth floor? <laughs> well, cats always like, land on their feet, They have feet, nine right? lives. They could do it. That's <laughs> like cats. They could slither out of things. They have nine lives. It's fine. Um, a little, the first, uh, many plot holes, obviously. It's a sitcom. We're fine with it. But when they're having this disagreement, like, Jess has to stay with Schmidt because Nick has to go with Winston. Why is Jess not going with Winston here? <laughs> I, I think that th- I agree. That's the right play. Um, like, like in, in real life, you would send Je- you would send Jess with Winston, hundred percent. I think for the plot, it just makes sense. And I will say, I, I want. I will get to this probably with the, when we get to the other storylines. But Nick is so mature in this episode. It's like fun and refreshing to see him like this. Like he is the sensible character, and he is the one kind of anchored. And it's just great to see that. And he's really helpful with Winston and and supportive of that. And I, I just enjoyed that. That is a great point, and something I'm noticing more taking like a microscope or well, let's be real, we're not taking a microscope. Maybe just like. St- drugstore glasses that are like plus three and a half like look at new girl that I never really noticed before if you were to tell me probably what we did um Robbie on your podcast like what Mm -hmm. my general understanding of Nick is as a character before we really got into the episodes I would have said he's like an incompetent guy who's a blah 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 like very young a young 30 you know incapable and really when you look at all these episodes I would say what, Keeve, like a third at least of the episodes that we've watched end with Nick as like the voice of reason talking Jess out of something or to supporting Jess or talking mm-hmm. Schmidt and supporting Schmidt. He's like shockingly the adult more often than not. 
that's a good point. Yeah, he. Yeah, I, I think he's growing up also as the as the show's going on for sure. It's a good point. Recognizing that I said a third, and then more often than not, I understand math and sort of. <laughs> it's very similar to like Keaton, where like he again, he's very. He's very paternal with with Schmidt. Like he has this relationship. They have this weird like like sometimes one is the dad and sometimes the other one is the dad where like he's ta- he takes care of Schmidt. Like it just works for some reason and it works it works in their dynamic. That's like me and Keeve. Sometimes you're the dad, Keeve, and sometimes I'm the dad. I think dad. that's I think that is true. <laughs> <laughs> Are those the best um, friendships in quotes and not in quotes when one person is the parent and the other I person think, is I, the parent? You don't always want to be the babysitter, <laughs> you know? You don't always want to be the person who's, like, confiding or you don't always want to be the person who's, like, uh, you know, like, oh, what should I do? Whatever. So <laughs> That's your. That's me? No, that's, um, <laughs> you know, just like a generic... Uh, generic person but yeah no i think i think that's true but yeah I, I do think schmidt has i mean nick has like really grown up a lot also uh during the first few seasons i think that's a good point not robbie, professionally we still don't know what, sure. really what he's doing certainly not um robbie if i recall correctly you're a big winston fan is that correct huge winston fan love puzzling do you i feel like this is the first episode where we start to see like sort of the future trajectory of the winston mm-hmm. storylines Agree or disagree? <laughs> Respond. Uh, respond. A hundred percent agree. Like his whole interaction with Birdie at the end of the episode, um, where like he's eating the bologna sandwich and he's and like he's like it's just this weird like sexual tension that like doesn't exist between anyone but these two people. It, it just it, it really typifies what he becomes, where he just becomes like this like car- he's a cartoon character and it's amazing and he's hilarious in that sense. So, Keeve, I feel like this has been a big sort of um, point of anticipation in the podcast of, like, you haven't really seen Winston. You probably hear a lot that Winston is people's favorite character, but it's, you know, we have to get there. Hearing this, hearing that this little sort of B story for him is the, the doorway that's going to open into who Winston's character becomes. Does that make you excited or horrified? Well, I don't, you know, it's almost or a spoiler. Neither. I'm trying to think about it. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. No, it's like, not that. No, no. I think at some point we have to just, like, face the reality. I think this is Winston's most agency that he has, one of his biggest storylines. And I'm yeah. going to tell you a little bit that, like, this is sort of where we're moving towards. I think that's fine. I want to be able to discuss the show. No, that's – it's totally fair. I do think, like, we will probably at some point see relationship Winston, like Winston in a real relationship and Winston getting bigger, you know, A and B storylines. That's, for, you know, pretty obvious that it's coming. I – yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We also haven't seen him at the radio station in a while, speaking of jobs. <laughs> yeah, I do like this Winston. I do. Like, not everyone has to be a cartoon character every episode, so he's more of a person here, so I do like him. That's interesting. I don't – I think he's – this is the Winston I don't like. And I think that's why I'm able to say to Robbie, like, do you think this is sort of a noticeable turning point for Winston? Because it's really, I get this sort of like physical, like discomfort with, with this storyline in particular. And it continues, I will say in many, I've told you, Keith, there's an episode that I will always skip. Um, we haven't hit it yet, but it's because it's this feeling of like, yeah, the baloney, like, you have to peel it. It's so, it's it's a little chewy. Well, you could suck on it and make it so, like it just like <laughs> I don't enjoy that cringiness. And I think that's where I struggle with this episode and maybe as we're going to move forward. Yeah, no, I obviously that line was gross for everybody. That should have been cut. Well, I thought that people that was love it. I thought yeah, it was Yeah, people love this kind of stuff. And like also it works so well for me because like Nick is sitting there being the audience being like what the hell is going like what are you doing what is going on here he- he's the voice of the audience and that i just love that dynamic and that that's what you get a lot with winston is you get people being like you realize that you have no like uh like you know about like pranking right like where he like can't prank correctly it- it's just a weird character trait that he has like and then people react like very clearly to it i, I just enjoy it very much but i guess it's not for everyone this is a real honest conversation <laughs> of that line from Nick. <laughs> but no i mean I don't mind the pranking stuff. We saw that at CeCe's wedding that he's mm-hmm. like releasing a badger. Like what a great prank. Um, but we'll, we'll keep tracking it. Maybe I'm going to like convince myself to be more of a Winston fan. I think Lamorne is incredible. I just don't love the stuff they kind of give him to do. Um, and it continues, I guess, as he gets one of his bigger stories here. Uh, he ends up stripping Birdie. 
Keeve. I'm going to ask you, I guess, if we see Birdie again. I'll say you one more time. But yeah, keep in mind, I love to lie to you. You know that, right? So, mm-hmm. like, imagine, like, Winston gets killed off next week, and this was just, like, all <laughs> pretend between all of us. It's possible, yeah. Um, but I have a question for the guide, but I'm going to ask it now as we wrap up sort of the Winston piece of it. For you to predict, Keith, where does Winston go from here in his his dating situation where he can't talk to women? And he's stooping birdie, so he's putting one up on the big board. Is this... Are there big Him boards? On the Is that what people have nowadays? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't. People ask Robbie. He's the one with the girlfriend. But are you? Is this rock bottom for Winston? Is he got further to fall? Is this going to be his? The tides turning because he got a yes from the bus driver. Like, wh- where do you think Winston's going, up or down? Yeah, I, I think maybe he's nearing the bottom. I agree. I don't think. I wouldn't have guessed that Winston's relationships will be a huge storyline for him because I do think the. We maybe we're going to get a quick coach. CC Schmidt um, three-way um, s- sort of relationship battle Whoa, here. Interesting. I think like that will be. I think the Schmidt and CC thing will be the key relationship thing going the rest of the season. So I don't think Winston will probably have girlfriends come and go. I don't think he's going to have a regular person this season. So I, I wonder if it will be something else. That, you know, we we've seen it with like Ferguson. I, I wonder if what what it, what his thing will be. But it, I wouldn't have guessed it would be a relationship this year. I wouldn't have guessed that you predicted a three-way between three I of the main characters. I did not predict that. That's I, what I, I heard, that, Robbie. I don't know. How many times heard. would you That's put that exactly. I heard twice. the exact same thing. I don't know. We all heard the same thing. What did you say, Keeve? No, nothing. You had to be there. Allie from the editing room. To answer Keeve's mumble, I think you do put it up twice. Uh, back to the show. I'm there. I'm going to be listening. It's editing. It's ridiculous. All right. Let's take it to the main story here, uh, Robbie, and let's talk about Coach asking Cece on a, out on a date. Last week, uh, you haven't had the opportunity to hear this yet, but I asked Keeve if Nick had a responsibility to tell Coach when Coach first asked if Cece was single um, about the Schmidt and Cece situation. We learned this episode that Coach, I guess, just has a general understanding of what happened. Is this a violation of bro code? Is Coach in the right and the wrong? Make the decision. I think that uh, Coach is in the right. He they he asks Schmidt. Schmidt says yes. I think, uh, like you said, maybe um, maybe someone else in the group, Nick or, or or Winston, should be like, hey, like you really shouldn't do this. He's just saying yes because he's being nice. But based on everything that Coach knows, he he's he's in the right. Keith, what do you think? And I'm going to add the caveat of. Jess says that Schmidt has to be okay with it. Even if he's not okay with it, he has to be because he betrayed Cece um, in such a deep way. Who's who's right here? Yeah, I don't, think he, judge. I don't think he has a lot of, um, he, you know, I don't think he could argue. Like, truly, he has lost the hand forever. You can't, you hate to lose hand. I, I, I sort of disagree. Like, I think it works in the episode. I don't think it's, like, so impossible to happen like I think I could see this happening in real life this exact situation sort of unclear how close Schmidt and coach are right like and and Schmidt was the bad guy so CeCe's hands are absolutely clean I do just think that like in friendships even if Schmidt doesn't have a leg to stand on is your best friend really one of your best friends gonna date a girl that you very seriously dated who as he points out called off her wedding for him it was very serious between them um, even though Schmidt shouldn't be able to really lay claim, I think among your immediate circle, you're still able to say, maybe don't date her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he has no say of what she does. But, right, he can't, like, his friend, this is, like, a, an insane violation of, of this friendship, for sure. Uh, it's like, but, technically okay. he's right, but he should, like, if he, like you, you don't want a friend who would do that. Like, like yeah. you don't want a friend who would ask you. Like, it's one thing, like, oh, you you, you, you hooked up with a girl in a bar or you, you dated her for a week or two. But, like, this was, quote, unquote, the love of his life or whatever. And, like, Coach should know better. Like, Coach should know better. But uh, whatever. <laughs> As Jess said, it's awesome for Cece because Coach is super hot. So I love that she <laughs> says that in front of him. <laughs> There are so many good one-liners in this like opening sequence. Like I, I just was like writing them down as I was as I was enjoying them. Like the Tiger Woods babies line was I just found delightful. Even the the semi-gross but also hilarious. Like she's gonna ride coach and he's gonna be in a full upright position. I was just like, oh my god, that's 
like just well done. It's just like well done comedy. That first class ass is sitting in coach tonight. That was pretty <laughs> wild. Um, producer Kelly wants to know, why do they keep saying Staples Center instead of Sparks game, Keeve? And P.S., remember how Winston's sister was a member of the Sparks in season one? That's right. Um, first of all, very timely because uh, Staples Center just lost its name a day or two ago. Yeah, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Now the crypto. Welcome crypto, the crypto.com center, right? To just say it was like two weeks ago by the time this podcast was airing. Yeah, well, maybe. I think that's what you would call it, though. Yeah. You'd be like, I'm going to the Staples Center. See, I think you'd say I'm going to a Nets game or I'm going to a Sparks game. Like, I feel like people rarely say I'm going to MetLife. You say I'm going to a Jets game. Nobody would say I'm going to MetLife. Yeah. yeah, people would say they were going to the garden, though. Like, yeah, I'm going that to would the be interchangeable. Yeah. I'm going to the garden. I'm going to Nick's game. Those are kind of interchangeable, I think. And I think that's center. where you get with the Staples. So if it was also. a concert, you might say, I'm going to the garden for Taylor Swift. I'm going to Staples or Prudential Center or wherever. But, for yeah, for the game, you'd probably say the team's name. Hey, I'm going to the Met game. Particularly Allie, if I'm you're a- seeing – oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I, I, you finish your stance on Well, particularly if you're going to see – this is no disrespect to the WNBA, and I love that they're going to a WNBA game and that that's not, like, the butt of the joke, right? It's like they're just earnestly there. Um, but I think you would clarify – you'd say we're going to a Sparks game. Yeah. So it's interesting. I think because – like, I think Lake, like if you're going to a Lakers game, you would say I'm going to a Lakers game. If you're going to anything else at the Staples Center, you're saying I'm going to the Staples Center. I, 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 it's like a weird delineation in my head, but that's how it works. All right, L.A. people, sound off in the comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have comments. All right, what were you going to say, Robbie? I wanted to ask you, have you ever been on an early – like, a first date is insane to go to a sporting event. Have you ever been on an early sporting event date? Because I that's think that question. it's crazy to do this. See, I think it's a great date. Yeah, you sit there, you could talk, you could buy, you, you know, buy, like, drinks, share snacks. Like, it's a better version of the movie because no one has to be quiet. I, it is such a long commitment. You are committing to well, three Well, you leave. And a half so you shouldn't no, do a first you leave. date. Yeah, you don't, no, no, I wouldn't yeah, do like it as a first date. Yeah, like, maybe a third date, you, you mm-hmm. have, you've built good rapport. But, like, a, a first date, like, sometimes you don't even want to commit to dinner on a first date. Well, it's date. also ex- like, an expensive first date unless you're, you're, like, unless it's, like, upper deck baseball tickets. Like, the tickets are probably going to be... More expensive I mean, it is a Sparks that. game. I think, here's what I think. Well, also, he's throwing money around. He's trying to impress her. He's buying yeah, merch. He's buying finger. seven pretzels she doesn't even want. Seven um, <laughs> But I, I yeah, think, Yeah, that was like, a great line. <laughs> I think, look, I think it's a great date. I think we have to qualify what first date is, right? First date, they've already met. Um, they met before he left, um, but obviously not long before he left. But they also, like, they have mutual friends. It's not like an app date. Like, okay, yeah, yes. if you're, like, meeting someone from an app and you're going, you don't want to commit to that long a time. But I also think if you're, like, flexible about the game, like, I don't know what kind of diehard Sparks fan coaches, but, like, you could leave after a quarter right. and go get a drink somewhere. A quarter, a ha- the half in basketball, I'm confused. Um, but you could <laughs> leave both. at the half if you want to. Um, and it not really be awkward. You'd be like, let's head out and get a drink and then wrap up the date. So I, I actually think exactly what Akiva is saying. It's a fun, it's like a fun activity, but you could still talk through it. It's not like a movie. So I'm putting the green light on the date. Okay. But I don't think to answer your question, I, I think I've only been to like professional sporting events with boyfriends, not with dates. So I guess I really can't speak to it. But that's never stopped me before from speaking of things. Tell us somebody's hey, gonna oh. take her to a Knicks game. So. Uh, I'm all right. So, um, <laughs> uh, he's, uh, being a jerk at this date before we get to what Schmidt's doing. Coach is ar- arriving. He's being very weird. I think at first it's a little bit endearing, but then he's like texting and he's purposely trying to make, uh, CC jealous. Robbie, what do you think of this move? Uh, it's a terrible move. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I, when he picks her up, he's just awkward, which like, We've been there. I, I've been there. Um, but like he's being obnoxious. Like I, I don't. I, I I'm on. If I am on a date, I am only taking off. I am only taking my phone out if like everyone in the bar is getting an emergency alert that I need to turn off. Like you should not be taking out your phone at all on a first date. That's just a, a rule of thumb I always lived by. So that that in itself is just obnoxious. And then he's just like super weird and he like doesn't know how to behave. It's like come on, bro. Like you're better than this. Here's a pro tip for uh, 
the daters out there. I I do have to take my phone out on dates occasionally for work, but I, I think to take it out without an explanation is unforgivable. I agree with you to be like, I'm so sorry, I have to check my work email. I've been on dates where I will do that and then a guy will be like, oh, phew, I wanted to check the Knicks game, but I didn't want to be rude or something like that. And it's it's almost like very cute when somebody is like announcing naturally that they've purposely withheld their phone uh, <laughs> and not looked at it. So highlight your good behavior. Yeah, and I think that, that that's it's it's like good like exactly what you said. If you set up like I'm a lawyer, I need to be checking my email. Like I'm I'm waiting on this for my boss. Like I'm sorry. Like that's totally understandable. It's just when someone's like clearly texting or whatever, where you're just like, come on, you're better than this, or maybe so, you're not, and I don't want to go another date with you. <laughs> um, coach makes it right with CC storms out justifiably. I was very proud of CC for doing that. And coach runs after her and, and shows his vulnerability. I don't really know what I'm doing. I was texting my mom. Such a cute text. And it ends up, they, you know, they're they're macking it outside the loft. Unclear why they're at the loft. I guess CC took coach home, uh, dropped coach off. Um, Kiwi, uh, how long do you see this relationship lasting? I think this is going to be one of these mini arcs. I'd say by the, by the halfway point of the season. So in the next five episodes or so, we should have... I think, a, a beginning, middle, and end to this story. That's my guess. Do you think that uh, CeCe getting with Coach erases any possibility of a return of Schmidt and CeCe? No, I think that's going to be – could be the rest of the series, them chasing each other. So you, think, so you think it doesn't go both ways? Like, once CeCe's with Coach, there's no bro code reciprocate – like, that – Schmidt doesn't have to respect coaches. No, he. I mean, if they get married, maybe. But like again, like you said, that she broke up her wedding at the, you know, her marriage at the wedding for Schmidt. That was a real relationship. This was like they made out in a dark alleyway once. Like that's not a relationship that needs to. be Well, no. Respected. If you're saying it's going to continue for five episodes. Oh, five episodes. I mean, you've. I'm, I'm saying five if they end up in a relationship. Does mm-hmm. does the bro does the pendulum swim back the other no. way, or does Schmidt no. always have the open door because he it, had? It would there's take an assumption a long of risk. Time. You're saying <laughs> yes. It would take a, a long shotgun. time. You it's a good shotgun. question. It would take a long time for the pendulum to switch back. A very long. Okay, time. interesting, Robbie. Do you agree with that? They'd have to date for like a year for minimum for, for minimum. coach for coach to get the upper hand. And here. honestly, no, because it's an X. I think it's like as long as you can prove <laughs> you weren't like trying to get it to like back together behind the back. I think even like three years it would be fine. Like. They have to almost get married. What? They share a child together. It's his girlfriend, Robbie. Like it's his girl. Like if if like you've never heard of someone dating someone breaking up and then dating them again. I no, I have, but like three years—that's a long time. Like I, I feel like if if I like if I was dating someone's ex for three years, like I feel like I I then I've secured shotgun rights. On you know, it. There's no that's, shotgun. I don't know why I keep saying that's not a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, but like, look, I think but, what Robbie—I agree with Robbie in that I think once you have once if Coach and Cece advance past where Schmidt and Cece were, Coach becomes uh, the the primary ex. Yeah, like if he meets her parents, like then he becomes her boyfriend, and then Schmidt doesn't have a leg to stand on. Then he becomes the asshole who is is going out with Coach's ex girlfriend, even though it's also his ex. All right. Well, we'll see. Maybe this doesn't <laughs> even matter, Akiv, and we just had a good time yeah, talking and speculating. Over nothing. But I, 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 listen. I think on a podcast, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Meanwhile, Schmidt's going to stop the date. He wants to stop the date. He's owning that fact, and he's, like, basically telling Jess and Nick, uh, all hands on deck tonight. You're going to have to restrain me from interrupting this date. Uh, Did you get the dog cage? (laughs) That would have solved it. I (laughs) am very much not sympathetic. Would I do this for a friend? Yes. But I also, if, like, at the point where I'm hitting them with my car, I'm letting them go ruin the date because it's only going to make Schmidt look worse. Yes, it might ruin CeCe's time, but it's like this guy is so deranged. Let him show his, every worst side of himself to my friend. Yeah. In, nor- in normal parlance, what, what this is the equivalent of is like when your friend's like, don't let me text them, don't let me text them, don't let me text them, and you like do your best to like stop them for a while, and eventually you're just like, if you're going to do this, I can't actually stop you. Like I'm not, I'm not doing this all night. So eventually you're just like, okay, bury, like dig your own grave. That's like the human equivalent of this sitcom, but like it's exactly what you're saying. It's like eventually you're just like, go, go, mess, it, go mess it up yourself. Like I, I can't do this all night. 
especially when Nick leaves. Um, but producer Kelly, I guess Robbie and I have answered this. Producer Kelly wants to know, Keith, how would you handle Schmidt in this situation, assuming you didn't have access to a dog crate? Um, I mean, like, how do you get? How, it's a good question. I mean, not go to the <laughs> restaurant, I guess. I don't know. You'd have to go somewhere else. Like, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I do like the dog crate idea. Maybe, maybe uh, like a human. I, I like the. Oh, what about a leash? Have you considered using this for your kids? A leash? Dog crate. People no, don't really like crate. the leashes or the dog crates. Missy was famously trouble. leashed from ages four to six. Mm-hmm. That was on Renap. Yeah, I, I think there's been a backlash to the leashing these days, though, you know? Do you know what episode that was of Renap? Let's know your stars. Was that when she's when she's in the background, but we're ta- like we're talking? She nope. wasn't really on the episode. Robbie, do you know? It's probably the episode. Like I don't know my show that well, honestly. No, yeah, that was no, that was when she was the cigarette on uh, the uh, masked Renapper. Oh, and that was one of her facts. One of her facts was that she was leashed. So, so I was leashed have, from ages I, four see, to six. I didn't six. remember that just because, like, maybe you should have rerun that episode. All honestly, it's right. <laughs> a good idea. We should. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go get some food from the Staples Center. I lo- I love that <laughs> technique from Shrimp. Mm-hmm. Anyone hungry? Yeah, I could eat. All right, I think there are people who like probably have gone to like Dodger Stadium for Dodger Dog or something like that. I don't think it's it's unheard of. I don't think you can get let in. Well, you'd have to buy a ticket, ticket, but you could buy like the worst well, ticket. There was a viral story where a guy got a season pass to Six Flags and because he worked like ha- like five minutes away from a Six Flags, and he he all you could eat it for a year instead of making lunch and dinner. So. People do do things like that, apparently. So and that man at the realm. <laughs> I need that man's health checked. Stat. <laughs> Someone get that man a blood pressure machine for at-home use. I hope he's doing well. Uh, yeah, no, I mean that's interesting. I, my closest thing to that, and I recommend this. I think I talked about it on the podcast is going to the movie theater to get popcorn to eat at home. I've done that. Yeah, I've done yeah, that. that we talked about here. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, that's an all-time move. Support your local movie theater during the pandemic. Um, all right. I like Jess's, I think Jess's techniques, though, are pretty terrible. That she's, all she can think of to occupy Schmidt when there's a television right behind her (laughs) is to dance and then read her yearbook signatures to him. Oh, and she sings that song. And she does also explain, I think, the practice, because she references two actors, and I Googled them, and they were in the practice together. So I think she's explaining the practice. I, I used to watch the practice. I didn't make it all the way through, but I really liked the first couple seasons of the practice. Would you recommend explaining the first couple seasons mm-hmm. of the practice to someone to get their mind off of something? Yeah, I'd say, like, that's a good first date. You go to take a lady to a ball game, and then you explain the practice to her for the first four. You mansplain the practice for, like, the first four. <laughs> Should Rob catch up on the practice? Should he watch? And, and then... Boston Legal after. I don't think so. I didn't watch Boston Legal. I also hate Shatner. So, yeah, I don't like Spader. So that's why I didn't watch it. That's I what the I meant. I, meant also, I like, said Shatner. I, I meant Spader. I don't like either of them, but I meant in this scenario, I meant yeah. The I, practice I mean, is one of those shows like my mom watched, and I like I liked it enough where I would sit and watch it with her. That was that. Kind well, of show. one of the problems with them explaining the practice uh, is that it has uh, Dylan McDermott who. Well, that's not, not the one. It, yeah, he's not Dermot Mulroney. <laughs> I know. Me. I thought of that, too. But, I Googled yeah. it also. Don't but worry. But it's very confusing. It is very confusing. Like, they, I thought they, they got the really universe. meta for a second. Yeah. They're in the same universe, so I don't know how that works. I would be. Re- I called out the cringe of Winston's storyline. I'd be remiss if I didn't call out the cringiest moment of when uh, Schmidt is getting intimate with the leather couch. Um, a bridge too far. <laughs> but funny. But, like, I laughed. <laughs> I mean, I laughed saying it, so there's something there. Yeah. Um, he takes so, like the pillows. It's just, it's, it's so over the top. It's so ridiculous. But there are some good laughs here between that and going to the bar. And he's like, "Do you see that bug-eyed woman over there? <laughs> Tell me when she looks away." I, I like these Schmidt moments. Um, uh, flip flown. She's either poor or she's a time traveler. Yeah, or I think, or <laughs> she's a dad. I thought there should have been something like that because dads <laughs> love a flip phone. Uh, in my experience, I also liked. I can't mingle with this trash. I've been to the mountaintop. <laughs> That's funny. Wait, what is he? What he refers to like himself as? Yeah, Hurricane Schmidt had a good year. Like, what, <laughs> like there's like there's there's a there's a lot of good jokes. Like there's like this episode is like jam packed with like just good jokes. It's fabulous. It is, and I can't speak highly enough of the organization of the episode either. I just have to. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that eighty times. Uh, you love but we a have, good ABC plot. 
I, I it's just like after last week, ooh. Um, but Yasha, the sound engineer, says uh, the scene where Schmidt is fighting with Siri, not correctly understanding him. Similar jokes were done on episodes of Thirty Rock, The Simpsons, etc., from around the same time. Are jokes about Siri misunderstanding people going to one day become so dated that uh, it ages the show in which they were used, Robbie? Um, no, because I think Siri is one of those things, like, people are still making Siri and Alexa jokes. I think the show, the line that dated this was the first line of the episode where they're like, do you want to watch Homeland and sit on the couch? <laughs> like, that's what dated is. Like, yeah, so no, Homeland, about, like, yeah, Homeland is the most. Homeland was good for, like, thing. a season, and right. then people thought it was good for maybe another season or two. It's almost, a, like, jo- it's almost a funny joke, like somebody watching Homeland. Yeah. If somebody told you that they were watching Homeland, like, run. Like there's there's something like that person just doesn't have yeah any that's sense weird like, that'd be like a weird good. thing I'm on season four of I'm a I'm a I'm a Mandy Patinkin completist mm-hmm. <laughs> I never Cottage watched twice in that he says Cottage I think twice in that series like <laughs> at, like they they use the same sort of like narrative device twice where he like and they end yeah. the episode with him saying Cottage. Um, I did like, as you know, Keeve, I'm a gift bringer. I like that he's like, I'm not going to show up empty handed. And he stops off for chocolates mm-hmm. <laughs> to, br- to bring unclear if they're for CC or for coach. I think they should have been for coach, but uh, I think he's has CC in mind when he buys them. No, I like it's not it's not it's it's a nice gesture at the very least. Yeah. Oh, I thought that they were I thought I actually no. I was about to say I thought they were for coach. But there's that line where he's like. Do you have any chocolates that say I'm sorry for breaking? I'm sorry for cheating you. You stop going on a date with my friend. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but Jess picks him up, uh, and again, Schmidt is like very self-aware. In 30 seconds, I'm gonna run away from you, so you gotta hit me with the car. A weird bit, but I loved when she does hit him, and he's like, "What the hell was that? You freaking <laughs> hit me with your vehicle!" <laughs> Uh, but I don't think he, I don't think uh, she's my friend, and I asked her to hit me. Gets you off with the police if yeah, you he hit was very, someone. He's with like, your you guys car. are into weird stuff. Yeah, they'd both be in cuffs. I think this is uh, a little outlandish. They Rob has really set us up. Time. Yeah, Nick's Nick should be in jail, and from two episodes ago uh, with Artie, and this should just bring uh, J- uh, Jess and Schmidt in with him. Is there any sitcom character that shouldn't be in jail? <laughs> That's a good question. Winston, I guess. Although he sure could have been the... taken in for screaming about needing a condom at the drugstore. That's probably like whatever, being loud in public. What's what's when you're drunk in public? I guess that's public uh, intoxication. Mm-hmm. There you go. Is being yeah, lewd like in a... public? Is lewd. that a citation? There's lewd. Yeah. You could be, <laughs> be lewd. A lewd crude dude. Oh, gosh. All right. Well. This ends. Uh, I was talking I about this, the episode. I was like, how, where, where does this episode end? We're sort of done, right? Like, oh, with them making it. out for a half hour. Yeah, and he's just accepting it, sort of. I mean, a lot of open questions still here, I guess, to deal with maybe next episode or maybe never. Yeah. Or maybe we'll be talking about this for the next couple of years, right? They might get to the two year mark. We'll, we'll see if Coach ever surpasses Winston's relationship. Winston. Maybe there's a relationship with Winston and Cece, with Schmidt's relationship with Cece. Um, but let's get to who won the episode. Um, producer Kelly, we only have one submission. Thank you to Kelly. Producer Kelly says, who won the episode? Winston. He had the best lines. His attempts to hit on women at the bar. One-liners about Hank Aaron and the mean kids at the park. And the whole bit where Bert, with Birdie is just so random and crazy. If it's, non, if it's a non-core cast win, it might be Birdie, actually. Their scenes are just great. What, what do you guys think? Do you uh, think let's Robbie? go to Robbie. I, I, I'm, sa- I'm sadly going to disagree with producer Kelly and say that I – if if we're saying who like is sometimes you guys choose like the person who was like the most mature and all that stuff and that would probably be Schmidt but I uh, sorry that would be Nick I think Schmidt was just the funniest this episode so I'm giving it to Schmidt he has some of the best one liners he has that equally cringy skiing scene on the couch um it, like I, I think his his whole story all of his jokes are great so I'm going with Schmidt Kiwi I I I go with Winston I think like he broke the Schneid in this episode he he got off a cold streak. He got, you know, as much air times as he got. And I think this is a Winston win. That's why they call so, him Winston. I think um, this is a coach win. Because I think wow. Rob sort of inspired me when it comes to just the determining factors of, like, who's leaving the biggest winner here. Mm-hmm. And 
I guess you could argue that it's Winston and that he's getting back out there. He has success. Again, he's chalked one up on the big board. Um, but I can't, in terms of my enjoyment of the storyline, give it to him. So I'm going to say that Coach uh, also kind of comes out of his shell, confronts that he's having trouble getting back out there and talking to women, ends the date, macking it with CC, shows his vulnerability. Uh, so I'm going to give it to Coach. To- that's totally fair. I just think Keep- he was a little too sleazy. 100%. I would think I would think Cece would would get it over Coach because Cece is she st- sticks up for herself and she she di- ditches the bad date she forgives and then she also gets to hook up with the sexy Damon Wayne Jr. I mean your your mileage may vary on who wins between Cece and Coach um, yeah, for go. sure <laughs> I think all good answers uh, Kivi do you remember that we were going to add Nick to the boyfriend rankings this week I do remember okay wow. uh, you want to go first. Yeah, so my current boyfriend rankings are Sam, Russell, Teddy, Je- who just loses her virginity to, uh, Jax, Genslinger, Peter, who who blows her off, and then I have three people below that. I have Nick as the fake wedding date version, mm-hmm. Bearclaw, and then Spencer last. Yeah. I am torn between putting Nick, um, between Sam, Russell, and Nick would be in my top three right now as the way Nick currently is. Mm-hmm. I'm going to probably put Nick in third, a soft third place yeah. behind Russell. Yeah, it's like, who would you rather your friend date, like Russell or Nick at this point? I think it's still I think it's still Russell. So he could move. Yeah, I'm going to do the same. I got Sam, Russell, Nick. He's he's my, my third. Now, I don't remember who Bearclaw was or who Jax. I remember a little bit about Jax. Well, Bearclaw like, is, is uh, Josh the, Gad. Oh, from the pilot or the second episode? No. <laughs> I don't see. I, I I don't remember. I should have contracting liked. his claws. Yes. Contracting his claws. But um. <laughs> but uh. Yeah. He's third. What do you? I think wish of I had that a hot take. Thing? I wish I had a hot take, but I think that is like the proper spot for Nick at this point. I think you're gonna go with uh, the fancy man and and uh, Doctor Sam over Nick right now, um, based on what like we've seen. All right. Well, that was a lot of fun. Kept it clean. Right. We're coming in under an hour here. Love to see it. Um, Love to see it. Robbie, where can people check you out? Um, can I just drop one one hot take for oh, my please. fellow podcast listeners out there? Um, I, I love the podcast. I love almost all elements of the podcast. I am I'm not a fan of the Banana Minute. Um, and I don't know if that is sacrilegious as a listener. And I, I would love to get people's feedback on whether I'm crazy or whether that's just a me thing. I'm, I'm sorry, but I just had to speak my truth. Well, you've already told me that. So really, this is just... Uh... I don't know if it's a hot take if you've already voiced that to me. But I, I, I didn't remember that I did. You are welcome. No, you're fine. Uh, that's why we, we we did move the banana minute to the end. Um, you won't like next week's, uh, last week's episode a, that you haven't heard fine. yet. That's totally um, okay. And uh, way to leave it on a negative note. No, I'm just kidding. Everyone's uh, no, no, welcome I will, to speak. I will, quickly pl- I will quickly plug myself. Sorry. I was, I, I just, I, I've been thinking about all the things I wanted to talk about on this podcast, and that was just on my to-do list, and now I feel like a, a jerk face. Um, you can find me uh, at Robbie underscore Freeman on Twitter and uh, check out uh, Kickball Friends, uh, especially the Ali Lasher episode where we talk New Girl and we, we do the entire series. So if you've already watched all of New Girl, come check it out and hear us uh, tier rank everyone. It's a, it's a great listen. It's a lot of fun. Um, Kiwi, now that Robbie has said he doesn't like your son, uh, <laughs> do, do some plugs Maybe for yourself. Big Noam fan, though. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Dude. I I ride I ride hard for Noam. Mhm. Um all right, wh- where and, can and they Rabbi find you? Wieniger, obviously. <laughs> uh they could find me on uh I don't know, Twitter, uh at my house. Uh hopefully, yeah, I don't know. Um I uh we just recorded like you mentioned earlier the the season, perhaps the series finale of their Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast. Me, you and Josh Wiggler, very fun. Uh, 32 fans hasn't recorded this week, and NG, and Renap, I think, when people are listening, will be a best of uh, best of 2021. So um, you should be like, oh, that would be four minutes long. Um, I was I was thinking that Ali was going to make the same joke. And um, Akiva, it, it's now Akiva now punches himself uh, mm-hmm. uh, like on it, so it's fine. It's like <laughs> you, he's so afraid of how much I hate Renap that he does the bits for me. Nah, nah, nah. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. Uh, we're rolling. We did. We recorded two NGOGs in a week. This this is probably the first well, time we ever did that. We're rolling. So we've we've successfully put out three weeks of content. Let's see what the new year brings us. 
Um, all right. I'm going to ask Keeve to guess the episode title for next week, and then Robbie's going to play us out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keeve, season three, episode 10. This is going to be a tough one. Okay. Thanksgiving three. Yeah. Well, all right. Thanks. <laughs> I'm excited. Thanksgiving, and maybe things come to a head with uh, Schmidt and CC and Coach. Great. Well, uh, I, I can't I can't wait to listen to uh, Ali and Akiv talk about things coming to a head with CC and Coach at a nondescript time, even though the episode is called Thanksgiving Three. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. Rate, review, subscribe. Shout out to producer Kelly for all her hot, hard work. Uh, thank you, and have a, a great a great New Year. See you. I want to be ya. Ali and Akiva. Gonna talk a TV show And maybe Jenny Garner So don't go any farther Now Akiva and Ali All the way to the finale His face is his job She's the captain of NGOG